Like, just... that's not what it's about. It's not about you not being able to have a baby. It's the fact that, like, you formed an emotional connection, connection with what was to be your child and you yes. lost your child. That's what it's about. Yes. I think yes, some people yes. don't really know how to make a pretty... Yeah. <laughs> loss. Loss. Like, when you lose... That's what it is. Perfect way to say it. It's a loss. Yeah. And you don't say that to someone that loses somebody that's walking on her. Oh, you're yeah. so young. It's going to happen. You'll yeah. get through it. Like, yeah. no one says that. Exactly. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast episode with Sabinem. Maybe we'll have a trigger warning. For those that, um, I mean, if you've, if you've read the title, you probably haven't clicked on it, if it's triggering. Um, but at the same time, just giving you another out. If you're, like, not ready to talk about this or, like, it's happened to you and you it's sensitive, yeah. maybe just wait till you're in a place. Because um, it actually took us, it's been a year, right? Year and a half. It's been a year and a half, and it took us since the beginning of our podcast to talk about this. So... Like, if you're not Isn't ready, crazy? it's crazy. We've been talking about this since we started the podcast. But, like, you just obviously weren't ready, which is totally fine. I was totally not fine. ready. And we were just yeah. waiting for M to be ready to discuss it. But we really want to discuss it because we feel like nobody discusses it. And nobody talks about how normal it is. I don't want to say. It is. is normal. Yeah, it, it happens is. so, so often, often. But nobody talks about how often it happens. So you could feel like really lonely in the process. Yeah. And it can make you think a lot of toxic thoughts, I feel like, um, where you blame yourself. But that's just like not at all the case. And I feel like this is just one of the things that needs yeah. to be discussed. Yeah. And that's normal too. And then prior to this happening to me, literally no one in my family friends okay I'm lying I do have two friends that have had miscarriages but not in my family like it's not a well-known talked about like I was surrounded by it type of thing yeah so I'll basically go through my story and then if you have any if you have any questions you can just like Uh um ask them i'll speak for the listeners yeah exactly yeah because if <gasps> oh did you just spill water everywhere mm-hmm. nice it's a total sad move all over my layout <laughs> <laughs> all right take it away okay. we have our we have a toilet paper roll here um so <laughs> you guys might want to grab your nearest toilet paper roll if you don't have tissues like i don't because i'm irresponsible she brought um, paper towel first and i was like that's, that's itchy harsh. <laughs> it's, a it's gonna harsh. scratch our nose so first off, like, I just want to say, like, I'm not asking for sympathy. Like, I have healed from this. I don't want anybody to feel bad for me or think, like, why is she talking about this now? Or, I don't know, just like, a, okay, that. okay. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm just, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to make them feel bad for me. Like, I really no. just want to provide my experience, experience and information that i have that i went through and just my yeah my to my knowledge yeah you never know someone listening to this right now could have just gone through it or maybe someone listening to this might god forbid go through it and then they're gonna think back to this podcast episode and might have like taken something really valuable from it yeah exactly and you know use it as comfort mm -hmm. and if you're listening to this and then somebody close to you it happens to somebody close to you then you 
have better knowledge and understanding of like just the whole process and everything yeah okay <clears throat> so i have a little notes that i wrote down <laughs> so i don't miss anything okay good uh so in 2020 so in september no we found out august because i miscarried in september so so august 2020 we found out that we were pregnant <clears throat> i'm sure the people are gonna um wonder were you guys trying like is this something you wanted we weren't trying but i had gotten off birth control about four months prior so it was like a jesus take the wheel type of thing yeah exactly (laughs) we're kind of just like open to it we weren't trying just like if it happens amazing type of thing nice yeah so we found out we were pregnant in August. Uh, I think when I, my first appointment was around seven weeks, seven or eight weeks. Um, so we knew for a month before I had miscarried. The day we found out I was pregnant was the day after we put a down payment <laughs> for our dog, for our pup, for a puppy. <laughs> so one day we're getting a puppy the next day we're finding out we're pregnant i was like oh no i was like no 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 we gotta cancel the puppy cancel the puppy we can't do puppy and dog same time which i mean they would have been like you know like 10 months apart yeah yeah like 10 months apart that's a lot of work that's a lot of work and i was just like no we have to cancel the dog cancel the dog he's like and and it was a family friend who bread goldens bread honey our dog um and kikai was just like no 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 we can handle it like we can get the puppy and have a kid it'll be fine they'll be best friends etc etc i was like okay like okay i had so many doubts so like that whole month that we knew i was pregnant i was just like oh my gosh a puppy and a dog i was like everything's changing a puppy and a dog yeah puppy and a kid i mean (laughs) Me and a dog. <laughs> a puppy and a kid. Okay, so we we know that we're pregnant for a month. And the week that we decided to start telling people was the week that, the same week, like literally we told family, friends, <clears throat> and one day. And then I think three days later, I went to the doctors and there was no heartbeat. And that is like just the hardest part because it's like all these people know. Yeah. How far along were you? So when I miscarried, I was nine weeks. And um, I was mentioned this was during COVID. So you were alone in that office. I was alone in the office. Kekai was not allowed to come up with me. Uh, So he was in my car and I was sitting on the exam table. And at this point, they go vaginally. No, no, no. This is my second appointment. So second appointment is on top of the belly. It's a ultrasound on the belly. And then she was just like, I don't know, screening around. And Mm -hmm. basically she was like, she was describing like, oh, there's your blotter. There's baby. And then she's like, there's the head, there's the spine. And then she got quiet. 
And I was just like, oh, no. And I was recording this. Yeah. And she's like, hmm. She's like, I can't see the heartbeat. So right when she said that, I turned my phone off. I was like, oh, no. This is not good. Because her whole demeanor shift shifted. Did you feel like when you went in there, like you didn't have any doubts? I had no doubts. Like I was like, there's no way. Definitely shocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So shocked. And I was just like, there's no, like, I'm like, there's no way that would happen to me. There's no way I could miscarry. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thoughts every woman has, you know? So she's like, I'm sorry. Like, there's no, there's no heartbeat. And then she's like, we can try going vaginally. Maybe, maybe it's just too early to do on stomach ultrasound. So I was like, okay. Oh, so he still had some type of hope. So we went in vaginally. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, I'm so sorry. There's no heartbeat. And she's like, normally we'd have a second doctor come and look um, to give a second opinion, but I'm afraid I'm the only doctor here right now. She's like, would you like to come back tomorrow? And I was like, like, I was so in shock. I was like, like, no, like, I don't want to come back tomorrow. Yeah. If you're giving me your professional opinion and advice and saying there's nothing, there's no heartbeat, then there's no heartbeat. Yeah. I don't want to come back and go through this heartbreak all over again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we laugh, we're crying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We always laugh when we cry. We giggle. So she's like, I'll just give you a second. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's, you know, she's, she's a very positive doctor. She's like, my sister had two miscarries before she had one, um, positive pregnancy outcome. And I was just like, well, I hope I don't yeah, <laughs> have yeah. two. And so that was like the hardest walk of my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for all the long pauses, guys. <laughs> She's like, I'll just give you a moment. I'll make sure nobody talks to you when you go outside. You can go straight downstairs to your car. And I was like, okay. And I don't think I cried till I, like, I walked out composed. Um, I got in the elevator and then I just broke down. I walked outside and I didn't see my car. So I had to call Kekai. And I was just like, he's like, hello, are you done? I was like where are you? And he would hear it in my voice. I think he's like, what happened? I was like, where are you? And then, so he shut the phone off and then I heard, heard him like pull around. I got in and obviously he knew right away. He's just like, but I think he knew he needed confirmation. So I just told him, I was like, yeah, they couldn't find a heartbeat. Um, and so he pulled around, parked the car and, we just sat there crying, basically. <laughs> that was like such a wild moment. Just because I feel like death and family loss and grief go hand in hand with this because for a month we were planning. You know, for another family member, we were planning to be parents. And then just to be told that it's not happening anymore. It's hard. 
and uh, I feel like I'm very familiar to grief like I've been around it having losing my dad the year prior so I think going through that better prepared me for this whole situation Okay, so basically what I had, what they would call it, is a missed miscarriage. It's, you have an appointment, and there's no, they don't see a heartbeat before your body has the chance to Mm. reject, or not necessarily reject, but get rid of the pregnancy. Is that, um, like, when people would, like, start bleeding and they would understand Mm -hmm. So they caught it before that even happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. And so when this happens, you have two options. You have what's called a DNC, which is basically a procedure to remove tissue from inside your uterus. Or your body, you can choose to let your body dispose of the pregnancy and the tissue naturally. Which, if you do that... I've heard it's painful, like, I mean, it depends how far along you are, mm-hmm. and I was nine weeks, so I was three weeks away from, like, you know, 12 weeks, they say, is, like, the okay point mm-hmm. to, like, tell to people, people and stuff, and um, <clears throat> your chances of miscarriage after 12 weeks is goes down significantly, it's, like, less than 1%, mm-hmm. but, so you can choose to reject it naturally th- with your body, but in doing that, I think that your body contracts. Like, you kind of get contractions like you were yeah. to give birth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I did not want to go through that. I was I like... I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to have to, like... I would kind of just... If I were you, just get it over with. Yes. You know, like, it's already painful. You don't want to just wait for it to happen one week later, wake up, and you're like, here's me yeah. miscarrying. Yeah. You know? And I didn't want to... I didn't want to <laughs> have it happen at work or, you know, just mm-hmm. like... To go through that pain physically and emotionally again, I was not game for that. So I chose the DNC, and we did it maybe like three or four days later. Um, So I had to go into the hospital. You get put under. Oh, it's like a full-blown surgery? Yeah. Wow. They put, I'm pretty sure they put like that clamp, you know, when you get like a pap smear, they put that clamp and then they... I don't know, vacuum, scrape, get it out of Mm -hmm. you, basically. So I did that a few days later. Obviously told everyone that we told I was pregnant, that I miscarried. Mind you, when we did tell everyone initially that I was pregnant, we filmed it all. Like, we filmed every single, telling every single person. (laughs) So I let them all know. And that was hard, too. I was going to say, that must have been the hardest, having to bring it up over and over again yeah like the people that I could text I did yeah because yeah. each person I had to tell in person yeah was like my sister my mom was actually gone on a trip yeah so it was the hardest thing telling mm-hmm. people in person I'd much rather do that on text message you yeah. know yeah um, but I had the best support system. Like my friends brought me flowers and goodie bags and just like were so supportive. They, 
I knew that they were there for me if I needed them. It was so cute because after Kikai picked me up from the hospital. And you had your DNC. Mm -hmm. They like wheel you out in a wheelchair. And I'm like, (laughs) it's it's funny because when I woke up, like when I came to in the recovery room, the guy next to me was just so funny. He was just like, (laughs) he was the, I don't know what his procedure was, what he was going in for, but he was just like the mocus uncle. (laughs) And he was calling the nurses like, hey, tita. (laughs) And just like. Probably cheered you up, huh? Yeah, it did. It did. It made me like lighten up a little. And he was just like, whoa, like, oh, how long was I out for? Oh, only 20 minutes. What? (laughs) Felt like hours. Like, it was just so funny listening to him. <clears throat> and then um so Kai picked me up from the hospital and it was so cute because he he made like my our bedroom like really dim like shut the lights <laughs> there was flowers there waiting for me he put our um diffuser on with like essential oils and he oh. had he had a playlist playing like a oh like a God, playlist He's such a good so I walked partner. into my room and it lo- literally looked like a like a zen den yeah. and and oh, he was just, just, just like just lay down like relax and then I'll bring you oh and he he got me I don't know if he thought that I couldn't eat solids but he like <laughs> bought me soup and it's like a comfort food I think yeah and just like <laughs> soft foods and just <laughs> like ice cream and like Aww. it was I was like oh my gosh Wow, being pampered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so sweet. Yeah. I think it's nice that he can almost recognize like he's never going to know what it feels like to be. Because although he also lost a child, he doesn't know like as the female, the mother carrying the child and having to go through all the procedures. Yeah. It's just a different experience. Oh, yeah. And, and I like that he kind of acknowledged that like yeah. you needed to be comforted more than he did. So he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Went out of his way. That's mm-hmm. sweet. And I, I know this because he's told me this, that he didn't take it as hard as me because he, like, his mom mm. had a few miscarriages, so he went through it. And I think if you have family members, especially your mom, that has miscarriages and you see it and you know it and you acknowledge it, like, it's not as painful. It's not as shocking, Shocking, yeah. yeah, to go through it. <clears throat> And especially because it wasn't it wasn't his body, you know. Yeah. Like when you have a miscarriage yourself, you're like thinking like, did I do something wrong? Like, is it something that I could have caused that would have made this happen? Like you just doubt yourself and all the things you ate and everything you did. Like that's so not fair to yourself. Yeah, that's not fair. And just know that it happens so much. Like I wish I could bring up the statistics on miscarriage, but. It's wild how often Isn't it, it happens. Isn't it like one in three? It's it's something crazy, that's crazy. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing is it's shocking because it's so not normalized. Like no one discusses it because I yeah. feel like there's almost some kind of like negative connotation. I don't know where it comes from, but almost like women might feel like broken for mm-hmm. miscarrying. So it's like they keep it to themselves. It's almost like there's shame full of doing it. But I've noticed recently like on social media, a lot of these influencers, if they miscarry, they talk about they it. talk about it which is good and i think that's one of I guess, one good thing of social media and like mm-hmm. now progressing into this generation is not 
feeling yeah. shameful about going through something that so many people go through so and many we people. need to talk about it yeah because exactly yeah yeah and i yeah so he told me he's like because there would be moments like for the next few weeks that i would just like randomly cry yeah yeah <sighs> like right now <laughs> It's not random. Just, like, randomly cry, and then he would be, like, not, like, give me a hard time about it, but, like, be, like, okay, this is something you need to accept. Like, we need to move on and move uh-huh. forward. Um, so I know he didn't take it as hard as me, for uh-huh. sure. And I'm sure that's the same with every man in the relationship yeah, when they see their, their significant other go through it. And I feel like they kind of have to be strong for their significant yeah. other, you know? Like, if he was equally as sad and crying and depressed and that sad, then, rough, then yeah. that would be rough. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good balance. <laughs> yeah, great balance. <sighs> so, a few days after that, I want to say it was like four days after I had the DNC. I was washing dishes. Okay, Kai... I obviously took a week off of work just to uh, have the surgery and then recover. How was recovery? Um, recovery is fine. You okay. just bleed. I think everybody's different, but for certain people, they bleed for a couple of days. I think I only bled one, one day. Yeah, and it wasn't painful. Actually, it might have been, but I took that 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, ibuprofen that they gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to feel nothing <laughs> down there. Uh, but I was washing the dishes, and he walks up the stairs with our puppy. And it's you the craziest. It. Yeah. It's, yeah, I had no idea he was grabbing her because <laughs> she was only six weeks old. <laughs> and you get your puppies normally at eight. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to stay with mom till they're eight weeks old. And so he... I guess had told them since they were friends, like mm. Emily needs this dog now. Oh, <laughs> so can we pick her up sooner? And it's crazy because I don't know if I ever told the story of picking her on the podcast, but I had to go alone to pick her. Originally, we were going to get a boy. Like we were both like, no, well, we're going to get a boy dog. And the day we went, I, we had to go pick her or him Kai had to work so I went alone I went with my niece and I was standing in the pin pin yeah I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> like pig like pig pen yeah um I was standing with all the dogs and all the boys were literally just like roughhousing in the corner all by themselves and there was oh three three dogs that came up to me so I picked them all up and I was like oh these are all girls I was like, okay. Then I tried to, you know, put the girls back down and walked over to the boys. They want did nothing to do with me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So when I walked over to the boys, there was one puppy little girl who came and saw me when I first stood in there. She followed me over there. And I was like, oh, okay. So I picked her up again. She had the cutest. She was the <laughs> darkest of all of them. She had the cutest curly ears. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, you're cute. So I put her back down <laughs> in that spot and I walked to the opposite side of the pin and she follows me over there i'm like okay (laughs) she's picking me you know like you like when you want to go get a dog they say let the dog choose you which is what i was doing and i was like so i text kikai i was like would you be mad if like i got a girl (laughs) 
Because she literally chose me. Yeah. So, um, so I picked her out. And then I don't know what the span of time. Like, I don't know how old she was when I picked her from when he grabbed her. But he grabbed her at six weeks. And he walked up the stairs. And then I'm crying. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and hindsight, looking back, it's like, what if we have what if we had canceled her like i would have been Mm -hmm. doubly devastated Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have a kid Mm -hmm. or a puppy Mm -hmm. like i would just be like good thing i good thing i didn't convince him yeah to cancel her because i mean shit out of luck (laughs) (laughs) and thank you honey thank you honey so much because she just like healed my our hearts i remember when i was talking to my friend jazz uh her dad had also passed away a few years and i had talked to her the week my dad passed away and she had told me she was like you need to go get a dog like you don't have a dog you need a dog and she's like my puppy rocky like he's just like so special to me he's He's everything to me. And they just, like, heal your heart. Like, they are, (laughs) like, we don't deserve dogs. Like, dogs are just, like, so amazing. She's like, if you have the space and the time and the energy, you should really consider getting a dog. And I didn't listen to her, obviously, because he passed away in June of 2019. And then then we didn't get her till September, yeah, a year later. She healed our broken hearts and she just like was the best thing that happened to us that at that time like the timing was so divine it's so crazy like it's so crazy (laughs) and now that I can look back and think back a year and a half later it's like I believe in I mean it's so cheesy but it's I I believe everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. And I believe in divine timing and it just wasn't my time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's like worldly things that would have been like off. Like my sister was literally a week apart from me. We would have had yeah. newborns in the house at the same time. That's like, wild. can you imagine how hectic that would have been? Wild. And a puppy. <laughs> and a puppy. Wow. And then my friend Jaslyn at work, she was a month ahead of me. Like, just thinking back, like, we, when she had to go out on maternity leave, it was just, I don't want to say a shit show, but it was rough on our bosses because mm-hmm. they were covering route a lot. And just imagine, like, you're if so the, nice the two of us <laughs> had to take maternity leave at the same time. You're such a nice employee. They would have been shitting bricks. You're so good. You're such a good They would have had to hire a whole ass person just to cover the two of us, plus all the other people that take vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just look back and I'm just like, okay. Like, I see I see the positives to it, even though it was a, I want to say a negative situation, but just like a learning curve and situation that happened to us and me and my family and the people around us. And uh, I'm thankful for it just because it taught me so much. Yeah, it was rough. I just want to say, like, if you are going through this or if you know someone that's going through this, just give them so much grace. And everybody goes through it differently. Like, there will be people that miscarry at 
five weeks and they're not planning for a baby and they don't want a baby and they're like oh good thing you know mm. they'll be thankful they did because mm. they weren't ready etc etc and then there's those people that are been trying for years and years and mm-hmm. can't get pregnant and it's miscarry and I can only imagine the devastation going through that and you finally get pregnant when you finally get pregnant and you miscarry after trying so hard and I just want to say there will be a lot of like if this happens to someone around you there will be a lot of not necessarily comebacks but just things that you want to say to them to make them feel better and there's there's some that just like aren't okay (laughs) That I've heard, and okay. I'm just like, oh, that was weird. What What have you heard? Just so people know what not to say. Yeah, not to say. That everything happens uh, for a reason? I mean, that one I can kind of agree with, but just like, oh, you're still so young. Oh, it's, it's going to happen for you. Don't worry about it. Or just, I've, like, just. But that's not what it's about. It's not about you not being able to have a baby. It's the fact that, like, you formed an emotional connection with what was to be your child and you lost your child that's what it's about yes i think some people don't really know how to make a pretty yeah (laughs) loss loss like when you lose that's what it is perfect way to say it's a loss yeah you don't say that to someone that loses somebody that's walking on earth oh you're so young it's gonna happen you'll get through it like no one says that exactly yeah yeah i would just say like I'm so sorry for your loss. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Like, that's a perfect response response to this. Not, oh, just try again in a few months, you know? Like, (gasps) no, don't say that. (laughs) It's not like you're, like, applying to the police academy. Like, it's not. Yeah, I'm not trying to get my law law degree. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. It just, I guess, goes to show how some people are so insensitive and se- sorry, insensitive. Insensitive. To eyes to it. <laughs> <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> I don't know, but I just made one up if it is. But yeah, to them, you know, they have a different response, I guess, or emotion towards that happening. Yeah. That's why it's not good to really assume that everybody feels the same way you do towards something like that. Exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Continue. After that, we were not, like, trying. Um, they say to, you know, for the people that are trying, they say to give it, like, your body to, uh, some time to heal and stuff. So you want to wait a couple months. Uh, so we weren't, like, trying for a while. Um we're just, you know, not being protective, if you know what I mean. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, and a tip for anyone who's trying to get pregnant or wants to get pregnant, taking prenatal vitamins, even when you're not pregnant, will help prepare your body for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that last year. And then in September 2021, a year later, exactly. Exactly one year later, I found I found out I was pregnant again. And it was in this apartment. I took the pregnancy test in Sab's apartment because she was gone. She was in Italy. Emily Otsuka. 
Because I found out, I mean, no, sorry, continue. And then I'll, yeah, we'll get to that part. Okay. So I took a pregnancy test in this apartment. I grabbed a box That's of crazy. two. I took one. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, whoa. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you miss your period? Is that why you took it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I had missed a period. And was, I was Kai like, with you? No, I was by myself. <laughs> so I missed a period, took the test, positive. Great. Go back home, tell him. Okay. I'm like, we're not telling anyone mm-hmm. until I'm like six months along. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an accurate, I guess, response. <laughs> and then the next day I'm at work and I start bleeding. And if you know, it's not a good sign. Like, spotting when you're pregnant is okay, but you don't want to bleed a lot. Like, if you're filling up a pad in an hour or etc., that's not good. Okay, so you started bleeding a lot. You had to leave because it's not like you had anything on you, right? Well, so I, I mean, I'm at stores, so I yeah. obviously grabbed pads and I called my doctor and I had called her the day before to schedule a, you know, first mm-hmm. scan, basically. Yeah. So I called them back the next day, the exact next day, like literal next day I found out I'm bleeding. And so I call them back again and I'm like, hey, I'm bleeding like a lot. Um, can I come in today and get checked up? And she's like, Ooh. she's like, we're so busy. We're so behind. We're so backed up. But yes, you need to come in today. Mm-hmm. We only have one doctor here. So she's like, yes, we'll have to see you at the end of the day. So I get there at... 4 p.m. and I sit in the waiting room for about an hour because the doctor that was working had to go in and like deliver a baby Mm -hmm. so then she comes back I go into the room she does a vaginal exam and she's like yep there's no pregnancy she's like was there a big clot I don't know how to explain it like tissuey like Mm -hmm. a tissuey you know bigger than normal clot that passed and I was like yeah like literally just happened before I came here okay because she went when she was looking she's like there's no pregnancy in here yeah and I was just like and then in that moment I was even questioning myself I was like was I pregnant was I pregnant did I dream this up like did I just made this happen and this is this is my period. So I was I was questioning that the whole time. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, can you cancel my, my appointment I made in a few weeks? I was like, okay, I'm just going to go. So I went home. And then the next day, I was like, huh. Like, I was still rocking my brain. <laughs> I don't know why I did this. Like, I wanted to torture myself more. But I came back and I took the second pregnancy test. Because <laughs> I wanted... Like, I just wanted to know. I was like, what, did I make this up? But I mean, if you took the second pregnancy test after miscarrying, will it still come out positive? It's still, like, pregnant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but, did, so you did see the tissuey, like, clot. Yeah. So that's what, that mm-hmm. was the pregnancy yeah. that came out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you weren't crazy. Yeah, I wasn't crazy. Yeah, and so, so how'd you Call me how? crazy for taking the pregnancy test after miscarrying no it's okay i don't blame you you had to do it for your for my own yeah peace of mind how did kai take it when you told him what happened i mean obviously he was sad and sorry for me but Mm -hmm. he's just like 
you know, we went through worse. Mm -hmm. We literally only knew a day this time. And in that, even in that time, I was just like, okay, anything can happen. Like, I know anything can happen. And the worst happened. Like, better, I remember. Because you texted me while I was in Italy, and you're like, I'm okay. Like, I've been through this before. Yeah. You know what's crazy is Sab knew, like, I didn't want to tell her. I didn't want to text her and, like, ruin her trip. But we were texting. Yeah. And you're like, something's wrong. Like, you you literally texted me something, and you're like, something's wrong. Is everything okay? Yeah. (laughs) And then I literally responded. I was like, I didn't want to tell you. We are connected. I didn't want to tell you while you were on your trip, but this is what happened, and and I will be okay. (laughs) Went through worse. Yeah. Been through worse. I feel like it's a, um, well, I feel like I have this, uh, what's the word? Intuitive connection to you that I know things yeah. and you don't tell me. Yeah, so that's crazy. So I miscarried, yeah. I miscarried in September twice, mm-hmm. one year after the other. Mm-hmm. We're going to split this episode into two parts so this will be part one and you guys can stay tuned for part two next week yeah we'll see you then bye bye bye